0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger.
1: And I'm Rachel Metzger.
0: And we're on episode 41 After the Zodiac special. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, I did. Yeah, I did, too. So just as a reminder for some news about the show, we had um, some winners in last week's drawing. And the winners of the shirts were Adam Scheffler and Lisa Guo or Blows of Mercy on Instagram. Lisa, we've already talked to you, so um, we will get your order placed. And then, Adam, uh, go ahead and reach out. Um, I know we've talked in the past, so congratulations to everybody. And the winners of the stickers were MFFL forty, which you do need to reach out to us because all we have is your iTunes uh, review, so we can't get a hold of you. Uh, Justin Carl, um, I believe you already sent in your address, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember getting it. Okay, so we're gonna be sending out that sticker um, tonight uh, or tomorrow. Well, I guess. Well, no, it won't. It won't go out till Monday, but it'll go out (laughs) Um, eventually. It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Nichols won. Sharon Helene Darling. Alex Garcia, Polly Barker-Walker, and Alicia Cozumar. Also one. And?
1: No, seven was total. Why don't I have... Huh? Ah.
0: <laughs> strange. Um, but listen to last week's episode, because... We were right then. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, we'll post it on social media. Um, it's been a week. We said uh, it, it would be we'd give it a week and then we'll uh, put it all over social media to get y'all's like addresses and stuff. I mean, I'm behind on every podcast I listen to. So that makes sense. But Justin isn't. Good job. <laughs> Good on you, Justin. And uh, Lisa, too, for, mm-hmm. for catching it that you guys won. Congrats again. Um, what else do we have, babe? Oh, um, so we had a listener um, reach out to us and just ask us just a little for a little bit of advice. But really, I mean, we didn't help much, but um, the, uh, they launched a couple of podcasts, the Beer Talk Live and the Saki Talk Live. Um, so the Beer Talk Live is similar to us. They talk about like mysterious uh, things. Um, they started with that love pass um, and then Saki Talk Live is about anime. So check them out, support them. It's we know, you know, as much as anybody, how hard it is to start fresh, um, with the podcast. So please go check them out to give them a shot. Um, and yeah, uh, pretty much it.
1: So, um, I thought up this fantastic plan where since this is going to be our first October as the skeptical skeptics, and you know, we're into all things spooky and the bump in the night, um, that we, every week what we're going to be doing is, so I, I did a poll, about um us either watching scary movies or ghost shows and you guys love me very very much because ghost shows won by a landslide ghost shows won, which for me is a win so yeah you guys are awesome and picked ghost shows because i haven't watched a scary movie in like what eight years
0: uh no not that long you watched something recently
1: yeah oh that dumb one yeah, that dumb the, one. The box one. But yeah. that one wasn't scary. I don't count. That. And even that was like five years ago.
0: Yeah, but you didn't know it wasn't scary. But it was like five, it was years, five ago. years ago. Yeah.
1: And before that, the last thing I watched was like Paranormal Activity 2.
0: No, it was Which was uh, in college. It was the other one, uh, Insidious.
1: Was that one more recent? Mm-hmm. That was still like 2011? No. Nah, 12? Mm,
0: maybe I think 11. I we were married
1: so like. No, we weren't. So oh, then yeah. 11. 2010 or 11,
0: yeah. A quick Google.
1: Anywho. So you guys would have forced me to watch a lot of things I don't enjoy watching. Came out in 2010. So yeah, I will not have to ruin that streak because I would like it to continue to go. Anyways, so like we were doing the mini episodes before, we're going to continue those in the month of October, but instead of having them on a new topic, we're going to have them covering ghost shows. So each week I will put out a um, Instagram and Facebook. So if you do not follow us on Instagram or Facebook, go ahead and do that. Um, At
0: Skep Pod on both and Twitter as well.
1: On the stories on our Facebook and Instagram stories, I'm going to put a poll and I'm going to put two because we're going to pick like and on Twitter poll and on Twitter. Yeah. But like it's easier to vote on the stories. And if you don't follow us on Twitter and you don't have a Twitter, I rarely even have a Twitter.
0: I'm just saying, don't leave out our Twitter. Sorry,
1: Twitter too. Anyways, there will be a poll where we will have picked out like a few different shows whether they're super popular or maybe not as well known or whatever and then you guys will get to vote on which one we should watch that week so yeah so that's what we're gonna do so that will be starting this week so i will put out that um poll like tomorrow i guess because that's monday so tomorrow i'll put out that poll um so you'll see the poll possibly before you watch this episode so yeah go ahead yeah listen that's what i mean
0: so you're watching this episode (laughs) I feel bad for you. So
1: go ahead and make sure you vote on there so you can have your shows talked about. Also, like we always talk about, we love hearing from you guys. So if you have a show that you think maybe we haven't heard of, you think that really needs to be covered, definitely send that in to us, whether it's...
0: And and they don't have to be on the spectrums, but especially if it's one you think is super credible or one you think is super ridiculous, we'd also like to know. And YouTube is not out of bounds either. We're going to do a couple YouTube shows. I think
1: think we're going to try to like... Get a variety of rather than like a bunch that are all credible, a bunch that are all from. Yep. And if you do whatever, if
0: you do submit a show, uh submit like your favorite episode as well, because we're probably just going to have to buy an episode to watch it. And if it's not on a streaming service. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll probably pick out the best couple episodes of each series and then watch them.
0: OK. Um That's pretty much all I had. Is that all you have? Yes. Ooh, I had one more thing. So um, new merch tab on the website. I'm actually going to add an option. Um, We've had a lot of people ask how they can get stickers. And then we answer, well, just join the Patreon. And and I'll be honest, like if I were a listener and I got that answer, I wouldn't join the Patreon to get a sticker either. So I realize that. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm going to add a store option Um, on the website, it'll be the same cost three bucks, but it'll be a one-time cost. You just pay the three bucks. We'll send you a sticker and it's done. It'll just be a a store. And then, um, if we ever get anything else to add to the store, then we will do that as well. And then you can have it. But right now it's just stickers. You pay three bucks. We mail you a sticker. It's that easy. Um, that way you don't have to worry about it anymore. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll be on, uh, skepticalskeptics.com and then we'll put it on social media as well. And then, um, Oh, yeah. Next drawing is going to be the winner's going to be uh, getting a mystery box. So, Justin already said that he would like one. Um, so, yeah, I just think it would be a fun thing to do. So, um, as we kind of come up with the idea, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But for sure, the next drawing winner will get a mystery box. And then we'll do uh, a couple stickers here and there, too. And then the last piece of news um, next ghost hunt is coming up. We're waiting for it to cool down a little because that was miserably hot last time. Also, we need a babysitter. And we need a babysitter. Um, and we we have a couple things that we're going out of town for. So, um, we are gonna do one again, and um, we're gonna cut it down more. Um, so it'll be a shorter episode, and you can check it out. It'll
1: probably just be us this time.
0: Probably, yeah, just because our babysitter is likely my parents. So, um, and if that bums you out, sorry, but they'll definitely make a return. Um, and it'll be more of just like the highlights, so it'll be a good time. And we have a way better camera, so it's gonna be great. All right, that is all the news for this week. Oh, except for what's in the news.
1: And what is that?
0: Um, So this one is going to be kind of short, but in the news, we've got um, NASA is planning a new space mission where uh, two rovers from NASA and the European Space Agency, the ESA, are going to travel to Mars to drill horizontally into rocks and deep into the surface in the hope of finding uh, organisms and life, evidence of life. Um, The missions are the best chance that we've ever had for the um, question: you know, are we alone in the universe? Um, even though we've had some strong evidence, which we'll probably do an episode or a special on, um, that has already returned with potential extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. Um, this one will be, you know, specifically going out there for that. Um, and Dr. Jim Green, who um, is instrumental in both missions, uh, has been quoted as saying, uh, we're close to finding life on Mars and announcing it, um, but is uh, he, but he's concerned that the world isn't ready for it. I'm game on that. Um,
1: I don't know if I am ready for that. Oh, I'm so ready. Well, yeah, but look, where do we go from there? Like, aliens exist, cool. Now what? What are they doing? Well, where are they? No, but
0: that's the thing, though. What like, stuff do
1: they have that we don't have?
0: Well, these are probably microorganisms, right? It's not like they're going to find a whole
1: Yeah, but if they find the microorganisms.
0: That means there's probably That clears ones. the way for so that there's more.
1: I love it. Um, it's a little bit scary. It's pretty great. Uh, great, but scary. Not scary at all. You really don't find that scary at all.
0: Not even a little bit. You're a weirdo. Anyway, what are you talking about <laughs> this, this week, RJ? I'm talking about the St. Augustine Lighthouse. Um stop, because stop giving away what you're gonna talk about. I'm not, I'm saying because uh Buzzfeed Unsolved, one of my favorite like haunted shows, because it's like really legit in my opinion.
1: We literally um, con- like talked about it on our ghost hunt
0: yep um they did this and it reminded me of our trip to there because we've been there so i just wanted to do an episode on it and also to point you in that direction because they're literally my favorite paranormal media like out there right now so
1: they're awesome okay so i'm gonna be starting and i also did a poll on social media of if i should talk about ghosts or aliens and again you guys surprised me i really thought everyone was gonna say ghosts you did not you said aliens so
0: at so f- I did ghosts.
1: At first, I started uh, researching just like a UFO story. And I don't like it was an OK story, but it was just like the same stuff. It was just like a guy got abducted. He said he got abducted. Some people said he did. Some people said he didn't. He made money off of it. The end. Like we've talked about that. What? Twenty five times now. Out of
0: 40 episodes.
1: I yeah, mean, definitely.
0: 25. I'm just saying
1: it's been a lot. It's most of the alien episodes.
0: Sure. And, and really, that's the thing about the alien abduction thing right is until we have like any form of proof they're all going to come down to the same conversation right right. which is especially when you profit off of it like i have a really hard time believing it so
1: and they're just so like we said it could have happened once sure
0: which one yeah exactly
1: right out of the 500 whatever thousand stories that have been told right how many actually happened and sure i'm not doubting that maybe one of them could But also just the fact that like, but that's hard too. There's like, I was going to say the fact that like, oh, they all sound the same when it's like, okay, but that's because they could be happening the same, but also because everyone's just like, well, didn't you say there was a shining light? Isn't that what you said? Yep. Okay. That's what I say. Right. Right. So what I decided to do instead, maybe you guys don't like this. I don't know. Tell me, let me know. Um, is I went on Reddit, which is just one of the best places to find this kind of stuff. And I found some threads that were about people's stories with interactions with aliens. And so I'm going to read their stories because I just thought it was more interesting, because it's more personal and it's not the same crap we've been reading forever. So my first story is, sorry, I don't have any actual names. These are all just people's Reddit's names. So I'm going to be citing their Reddit name. For what they wrote. Um, So my first story is by size fourteen shoe. Um, Some big
0: dang feet. No wonder why the aliens want to look at him.
1: Clearly. Um, I was traveling back home with my mom from my aunt's house on a warm, sunny afternoon. While I was sitting in the passenger seat, an object just appeared in the sky a little to our left. We both saw it immediately. The size of it was what was shocking more than anything. It had the classic saucer saucer shape and was shining brightly because the sun was reflecting off of it. We continue driving down the road a few seconds, just admiring this craft when all of a sudden we saw something I still don't believe to this day. It just vanished, disintegrates, disappears, whatever you want to call it. I looked back at my mom and I could tell by her expression that she had seen the same thing. My mom and I still talk about the sighting we had and can't come up with a reasonable explanation as to what we saw that day.
0: That reminds me of a UFO incident I had. Oh, snap. Which I have yet to talk about. And by Wait, save it. Why? For what?
1: For one of our listeners' stories.
0: No, it's relevant. And it doesn't really fit in. It's not creepy. Oh, so, okay. Um, when I was in Las Vegas, across the street from our house was like this desert, right? And so I had this like dune buggy that I actually still have. I use it as a hunting cart. Um, but uh, yeah, so we went and did like, uh, you know, like model rockets. So I had this really nice model rocket that would go up, take a picture, and then uh, mm-hmm. float back down and I could recover the camera. Um, it was film. That's depressing because we're old. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, well, now everybody's got drones. But anyway, so I launched this uh, rocket and my dad and my sister were standing at the base of the rocket. Me and my cousin were in the dune buggy ready to uh, chase it down. Right. And so uh, launched, pops, parachutes fine. Everything's it's floating down the way it's supposed to. And at the same moment, all four of us lose sight of the rocket. Like it just disintegrates into... Nothing. And it was uh, it wasn't on fire or anything like that. It Like, I mean, the parachute was like visible and those rockets very rarely catch fire. Yeah. If anything, like the, the chute would melt and then you watch it like come down very badly. I mean, I've definitely crashed enough, a number of rockets, right? Um, but yeah, no, it just like went up into the sky, popped the chute, was super visible. We were tracking it down and at the same moment, everybody lost sight of it.
1: Huh.
0: It's also near Area 51. Weird. By near, I mean... <laughs> Not, not really, not like, in the same state,
1: um, I don't know, I just like these stories because I feel like they're more I mean, there's a chance people are just telling them for attention, right but first off, this thread had like eight thousand comments, so I feel like unless you were one of the very first people to comment, most people aren't reading your story. you know what I mean, like so I, and also the other thing is like most of these stories have more than one person in them, which I like too, because then it's not just one person claiming that this happened. Okay, so here is my next story. It's from Topsy underscore Kretz. Um, (laughs) I love people's names on here. Okay, so uh, they said, my fiance, boyfriend at the time, had just gotten home from work. He went into our kitchen and I walked through the bedroom and into the bathroom and just stopped for a moment. I had a weird feeling. I still can't really put a name to it. So I called him and asked him to come here. I walked out of the bedroom and as soon as we came within view of each other, that was it. The next thing we knew, we were both waking up, laying side by side in our bed, flat on our backs, on top of the blankets and still fully dressed down to our shoes. Three hours had gone by. It was so odd and disorienting. And though we had both just come to, we were extremely tired. We joked about the lost time at first, but the more we thought about it, the more weirded out we became about the whole ordeal. This isn't it proof or anything, but I've never been able to think of anything else it could have been.
0: Jeez. Right? Yeah, that one's epic.
1: And again, this wasn't just you by yourself. Like.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah. I like it.
1: I don't know what could have happened. But I like to wonder. This is terrifying, though. Imagine what happened to us. Like we were just hanging out and it's just like three hours later. What would happen to our children in that time? Like, that's what I always think about. It's like. Yeah. What if they were just like hanging out? All right. And it's been three hours and we wake up and they're just like Sterling has destroyed everything. The,
0: the whole house.
1: And Cole is losing his mind.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's rough. Yeah, that, that's a creepy one. I don't Yeah. Yeah. That one's I good. don't know if
1: it's aliens, but no matter what it is. It's, not, it's not, not ideal. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one is from Denara. Um, and they said, This happened to me when I was 10 years old in Calgary, Alberta in nineteen seventy. I was walking home from school, cutting across the school sports field. Our house wasn't far. We lived across the street from the school. There wasn't any other kids around since I had stayed late for volleyball practice, and the rest of the students had gone home 45 minutes earlier when school let out for the day. It was about 4.30. Something caught my attention from the corner of my eye, and I stopped and turned to the right to look at it. Floating directly above a house facing the schoolyard was a large UFO. Um, I was a, I was in the middle of the football field, so this was about 60 to 70 yards Distant from where I stood. The UFO is big and almost touching the roof of the house. It is completely centered on the house, but it is so big it also is above the house on the left and right. The lots there are 50 feet wide, which puts the UFO at about 150 feet across and perhaps 25 to 30 feet tall. It is very bright, giving off a harsh white light, which is difficult to look at since it hurts my eyes. I look away back towards my house and see a car and a motorcycle on the side of the street which intersects the street with the UFO. That street is about a half block away and I remember being surprised and confused that the drivers are not reacting to the UFO, which clearly must be visible, visible to them and so obvious since it's so bright, but the traffic continues as normal. At that point, I become aware that something is forcing me to turn my head back to the UFO. I'm turning in my field of Field of view is changing, but I'm not the one doing it. I struggle to turn away, but I simply cannot control any of my body. I remember a feeling of panic. Then the next thing that I can remember, I'm walking into my house. It is about nine thirty at night and dark outside. I can't recall anything of the last five hours. My parents were furious with me for being so late. Apparently, my parents and two brothers had been trying to find me for hours. A voice slash thought in my head tells me to tell them that I'm not feeling well and I need to go to bed. I have no idea where that voice slash thought came from, but I do exactly as it suggests and run upstairs to my room and go to bed. The next day, I still can't seem to explain what happened. And my mother is even more angry with me since my new school shoes are ruined. Since the tops of them are all scuffed and dirty, like I was dragged face down across the ground with my feet still dragging on the ground. Um, I told my older brothers what happened and they suggested I keep quiet about it since nobody would believe me. Good advice, as it turns out, since in the many years since, most of the people I have shared... This story with don't really know what to say afterwards. Many years later, I was looking at my old school workbooks from the time and they are full drawings of UFOs, all of the same design and with more detail than I can recall from memory. For example, in my memory, I can't remember seeing any windows in the UFOs since the light was too bright to make out details. But in my drawings, there were large round windows all around the UFO. Some with faces looking out.
0: Strange. Do you, did you watch that thing with me about the school? Where the entire school saw a UFO? No. Okay, we'll do an episode on that.
1: Um, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the drawings really
1: freak me out. Imagine looking back on those drawings and seeing you drew, you drew things that you don't remember happening. I,
0: I think that's one of those things where, like, so much time has passed. You know, mm-hmm. like, and memory is such a fickle and strange thing. You know, right. like the mm-hmm. line between. I don't know if you guys have ever had this but like that um where you have like a dream that you're not sure is real or not like that type of right. thing and then the further you get from it you're not sure. So I don't know. Um it's a good story though. It's a very good story.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to think about that because what I always try to think about is like memory is so fickle but memory is really interesting when it goes around traumatic experiences. Right. Because clearly like you remember those things but at the same time your brain also messes with you because you're in shock because and of
0: like all the things going on, and yeah,
1: all those things. Yeah, so it's a
0: visceral experience, but that doesn't mean that it's, it's an accurate one, right? Also, right. another
1: thing that I think about—it's interesting—is like I don't have a great memory. My memory's like okay, these are best, and yet I have a clear memory of the house that I lived in when I was under two years old, and I remember like a series of events happening that I told my family about, and they all said like. Yes, that happened, but I was a baby and I like, I can see it. Like when I talk about it right now, I can see it in my head. So that kind of stuff's interesting too. And that it was not, I like, they took me in a stroller to the park. It was not like this life-changing event for me. It's for me
0: on the flip side of weird memory. Like I have an incredible long-term memory for like ridiculous things. Like when albums and movies came out. Right. But then short-term memory is crap. Yeah. You could straight tell me like, well, like today, getting Cole's bottle took me, what, three trips? Yep. I just totally forgot so many times. Yep. Came upstairs. I got my bottle. I had a bottle of water and it was for me. And then that the baby was still weird. hungry. Got my bottle. Yeah, not, not a my bottle My formula, for not his. Ugh, it is was weird.
1: It is weird. Okay. Next story. This one is by Ashes Faded. Um, they said, I was driving back home to Los Angeles with a friend of mine after visiting family near Phoenix. We were headed west on Highway 58, just out of Boren, California, en route to Mojave to catch the 14. It was night and we were jamming out some music. The next thing I know, I'm waking up, looking around and realizing that I was pulled over on the side of the road and that approximately three hours had passed. My buddy was fast asleep, so I woke him up and we both kind of had a... psychological meltdown after we calmed down a little we went home and never really spoke of it since i have absolutely no idea when or how we transitioned from listening to loud music and driving down the road to waking up safely on the side of the road the missing time ones freak me out i don't like the idea of me having that like of that happening to me no matter what it was that did it it straight
0: up has happened to me and dad (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm that's serious l- that's a little different
0: no but i mean like you guys have a time warp yes that's what i'm talking about though it's fairly consistent
1: you guys like are the bermuda triangle of people yes like
0: if we are together the forces of the universe cannot handle it and then time disappears
1: he will but- go somewhere that literally on google maps says for instance three and a half hour drive he does not hit traffic they stop maybe once just a gas station really fast nothing else takes him five hours
0: yeah and so it makes th- there no was one sense. time we went to shreveport The drive from here to Shreveport, I think, is like five hours or something. And it took us over eight hours and we didn't eat and we we stopped for fuel and and snacks. Like it just happens all the time. Anytime me and dad, anytime. But can
1: you imagine three hours? And like forgetting it?
0: No, I mean, I can't. But it's I don't know. It's weird. Time is weird.
1: That just that really gives me heebie-jeebies. I don't like it. The idea of just me. Something happening to my body or someone doing something or whatever. And me just losing track of time and having no memory of it.
0: Well, and OK, let's say like aliens really are real. Right. Mm-hmm. For us to pretend like this is a stretch is absolutely stupid. Like we have anesthesia that not only will knock you out for a surgery. Right. But like we have specific types of like medicine.
1: Well, roofies. Right. It's not no, even no, no. like, it's not even stuff that's that hard no, but to I get mean, a hold
0: of. No, I'm talking about the ones where you don't even have to lose consciousness and you forget everything that happened. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that part blows my mind. Like the, that we just have that as like medical, like tools that we use.
1: Right. But even like that, like, yeah, just the accessibility to stuff like that. Clearly.
0: <laughs> you see the uh, viral video of the dude testing chloroform?
1: no. He was
0: like, they always do it in the movies, or he like pours it onto a rag. Why? Breathes it in and then he goes, see doesn't even and then like <laughs> smashes <laughs> his head on like this freaking TV or something near him. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I don't know if it's fake, but if it is, I mean that dude committed. Uh it was pretty it's pretty good. It's funny
1: either way. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. So this one is from KKM nineteen ninety two. Uh, this is a story of my father's. It happened in 1982 while my father was stationed on a military base in new Brunswick. One night, my father's best friend and his girlfriend left just after dark to go see Tron. There was no movie theater near the base. So they had a long drive ahead of them. They said goodbye to my father and left about an hour later. My friend's father and his girlfriend were back on the base. The car pulled in and my father immediately noticed that it was damaged pretty badly and covered in several different colors of paint. My father asked them what had happened. Why had they not gone to see the movie? They brushed him off and went to bed. Dad said they looked pretty shook up. A few days later, my father got out, of, got out of his friend what had happened. My father's friends were driving along a stretch of highway with not much around but trees and hills. When they rounded a bend, they noticed that a bunch of strange lights were coming from over a hill just ahead, which is obviously like where no lights should be because there was nothing around for miles. Just at the base of that hill was a parking lot for a park or some kind... Uh, with a narrow entrance. A bunch of cars were pulling into the parking lot to investigate the lights. So my father's friend pulled in too. Everyone got out of their cars and were about to start hiking to the top of the hill when a large disc with flashing lights rose around the hill's peak emitting a loud, strange noise. Everyone who was there ran for their car and tried desperately to crash their way through the narrow entrance as only one car could fit through at a time. Cars scraped together, breaking parts off, transferring paint. My father's friend drove back to the base as fast as possible. My father's friend took him to that spot that it happened, and there were car mirrors and other miscellaneous parts littering the parking lot. A few days later, men in black suits showed up to the base looking for people. They talked to my father's friend then then sent him on his way. My father asked him what the men wanted to see him for uh, he said they said that he better shut up and don't tell anybody about anything that happened if he wanted to keep his military career whoa yeah the
0: men all, in black that sun? has all the elements
1: I know also I like the proof of the fact people freaked out and it was a lot of people clearly
0: well and his
1: car was messed up that's what I mean yeah, and great. there was like proof left at the parking lot
0: yeah that's phenomenal I love that story
1: yeah, and then the military involved, which means Will Smith was involved.
0: Well, not in 1982.
1: He could have been. Anyway, he um, was doing like Fresh Prince at that time. 1982. <laughs> I don't know when did Fresh Prince start? Nin- early it's 90s. How No, maybe late 80s.
0: My guess, 96.
1: Go. Go. All right, I'm gonna guess 92 in west philadelphia born and raised He was born in west philadelphia (laughs) who knew (laughs) oh wow what is it oh okay
0: we were both kind of right 90 to 96
1: well not when did it start
0: 90 to 96
1: what does that mean
0: 1990
1: yeah but how does it start for six years
0: Oh, my gosh. No, it ran from 90 to 96. Yeah, I said, to when did it
1: start, fool? No, I
0: know. you, but so you, said you were wrong. 82.
1: No, but the, no, I, I, that was a joke. Then my guess was 92. I was right and you were wrong.
0: Yeah, you were pretty close. <laughs> I was not born, so there's that. I wasn't even Definitely wasn't 82.
1: Okay, but he was still like almost a grown man. Anyway. Then. He could have been men in black. You don't know. He wasn't. That's what, that's what they want you to think. Oh, yeah, that's true. Tommy Lee Jones definitely was there. Oh,
0: yeah. And he looked the same.
1: Exact Always. Yeah.
0: Well, he looks terrible now.
1: I he like he plateaued for like,
0: like 30 the years, man's like
1: 80, right? Yeah, he's got to be 70s. I don't
0: know. He's an old dude. He is old. Love Tommy Lee Jones. though.
1: He's looked like that age for like 20 years. Yep. Anyways, back to the point of our podcast. Um, it's a good the, story. Here, I know, I, I really like that one. I feel like that one was the most, like, credible. I wouldn't say
0: the most credible. It was probably the most complete, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I guess. N-
0: no part of this is credible. I don't know about credible. I think that's what sucks about this. You know what I mean. Most, None like,
1: realistic.
0: It is cool, though. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Um, You know, okay, sorry, I gotta say this. This is super fascinating to me, especially the time thing, and, like, what's happened to them. Because... Um, I, I like there's the idea. Yes, maybe there's a chance that they were abducted by aliens, right? But even if they weren't, what else happened? Even if it was just their brain, yeah, how does your brain say, do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, they're good. They're good stories. I, I think the only thing. It's like if it happened, sure, probably aliens. I can't think of any other thing that it would be, especially because all of these involve more than one person, right?
1: Yeah, okay all right so here's my last story um by timid underscore son underscore of underscore (laughs) timid i don't get it but i like it all right um
0: it's because it's a well isn't it never mind
1: okay when I was a kid, I lived right on the edge of this state forest. My friends and I would go adventuring out there all the time. And as we got a bit older, middle school age, we started camping and just going for hikes um, to unwind. One night, I went out for a white. Wait.
0: Went out for a white.
1: I went out for a white. One night, I went out for a walk by myself on a trail I knew with my eyes closed. I had left my house at maybe 8 p.m. I sat down in a small clearing after about 20 minutes of walking and stared up at the star's Um, at what I thought was an airplane until I realized it wasn't moving but slightly pulsing. I could feel the pulses in my chest like they were synced up with my heartbeat. I just kind of shook it off after maybe 15 minutes as a weird coincidence and uh, hopped up to meander my way home. When I got home all the lights were off, which I found kind of weird until I went to plug in my phone. It was 2 a.m.
0: That's very weird.
1: Yeah, that's a long time.
0: Another UFO experience, by the way. Um, Which... Living in the Nevada desert, I never realized how cool it was to see all this stuff because, I mean, I just grew up there. Yeah, I like, saw nothing cool. Literally from birth. And ever since we left, like, I haven't seen anything because of ambient light and stuff. Um, but, yeah, you can see the stars really clear. So all the time we would just go out stargazing in our front yard. And uh, two things. So once we saw, um, a, I think it was a B2 bomber. Which like, you know, the big flying wing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what it was. So I was like, Oh, aliens. Like I was freaking <laughs> out, right? It was like nine years old and I was like, Dad, you gotta like I don't even know. it's a big wing. And uh he was like, Did it look like this? And he pulled up very primitive Google at the time. And he was like, Yeah, that's it's just a bomber. Um, but yeah, they would like drop like uh simulated bombs and stuff out, out in front of our house all the time. Yeah. Because um over Sheep Mountain, which was the house that, I mean the the house, yeah, giant freaking mountain was a house. Um the mountain Faced our house and behind it was a testing range.
1: I want a mountain house. Yeah,
0: I know it was great. That sounds amazing. Um, and then the second time, <laughs> this is not funny. I'm sorry. This is not funny. Um, but we were out watching and like, there was this plane flying like really low and like acting erratically. And we're like, oh my gosh, it might be aliens. And then it burst into fire. Right. Oh No. Yeah. And we were like, oh wow, it's really aliens. Uh, no, the, it was a mailman, um, like a plane mailman. <laughs> it's not the way to say it a plain
1: mailman <laughs> a plane carrying mail yeah
0: that's that's the terms I know. A mailman. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: he crashed into not the, making this funny aren't he, <laughs> he crashed into the mountain and um
1: yeah, like he yeah. had before and that's why he was flying erratically and then he blew up
0: no he blew up on the mountain but oh. i couldn't see the mountain because it was dark right and uh yeah, so he just blew up on the mountain and he was all over the news the next day. For some reason, I just keep thinking like of like these letters just like on fire on the mountain. Like, I don't know. I just think about that
1: a lot. I still remember the very first. Um, you were just talking about it. Plane, mailman. Nope. Drone. Ah. Drones. Drones. I remember the very first drone I ever saw. I saw one before I'd heard of them. And so I was like, aliens? Like,
0: freaking out. Tiny straight aliens. Straight up
1: aliens. And as it, like, because he, he had had it up in the air and he was far away from me. I could not see who this person was. Like, I didn't see anybody connected to it. And as it got closer to me, it was just more a confirmation that it was aliens. Like, I didn't feel any better. I wasn't like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's tiny aliens. This isn't better. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> li- the closest I have to any kind of UFO experience. Yeah. Living near Nellis Air Force Base is very interesting. Um, all right. Let's take a break for some ads. And once again, I failed. I don't know who it is this week, but, you know, go listen to them. They're great. Um, the network. So check out our network again, if you haven't for a while. Right. It's the best. It uh, bumps at the beginning of every episode. But the Big Heads Media Podcast Network, like we've grown to over 150 shows. Um, we have something for everyone, including a sports division that's really getting out of hand. Um, <laughs> by- <laughs> by out of hand I just mean like we like we're literally trying to tap into every single league which I think is great um so yeah we're doing big things with the network and you know just go check them out so um you know if you checked them out like the first time I said to do it like maybe it was like 10 shows so um we've grown a lot so um go find your next favorite show there um if you know for some reason it's not us anymore um well that got sad anyway listen to this ad (laughs)
1: Hi, it's Audra,
0: Jason, and Matt
1: from Drinkopedia Podcast. We're a bad education podcast
0: that's like drunk history for the full curriculum. We have new episodes every Thursday, and you can find us on most major podcast platforms.
1: Join us at the bar and follow us on Twitter at Pod. All
0: right, so I'm going to be talking about the St. Augustine Lighthouse, which if you don't know, is a very famous and haunted lighthouse in Florida. Um... Kind of near Daytona Beach. Like, what was it? A 20 minute drive? Something like that? Yeah. Um, so I want to start with the history because really that's what like, I mean, that's what make people think it's haunted, but also it's, you know, the most epic part of the lighthouse, right? Yeah, it's, for it's sure. It's incredibly historical. And it actually started all the way back in 1589. An Italian cartographer, um, Giovanni Battista, um, or Battista. Um, like Dave. Like Dave. But no, that's Bautista. Um, like with a U. Got it. Uh, Published a map with a watchtower um, on this map in 1589, which eventually became the lighthouse. The same piece of land, okay? Okay. So, I mean, that's how many years? 30 plus.
1: Stop making me math.
0: 430 years ago, okay? Uh, Wow. It's a lot. By 1737, the Spanish replaced the earlier construction with a new 30 foot watchtower made of coquina, which is shell rock and wood. 1763, so 30 years later, Um the French and Indian or seven year war ended, and finally this uh lighthouse, which had been under Spanish control for two hundred years uh was british for the first time. They added thirty foot of wood thirty feet of wood construction um and instead of a new uh Fresnel lens uh being put into it in eighteen fifty two um the u s who had now taken over um Decided to just raise the lighthouse another ten feet in 1852 to try to make it more visible, um, but by 1853 they were like, nope, that didn't work. So then they went ahead and bought the new Fresnel lens. Okay, wait, um, hold on. Yo,
1: I just had a thought during this. Can you imagine being one of the first people that has to confidently walk into an extremely tall, thin building made out of who knows weird things? And the art the guy made it is like this is good.
0: With, like, hurricanes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. you're safe.
1: Boats so, coming at you.
0: Well, people weren't safe. That's what we're getting that's at. That's
1: what I'm saying. But, like, like <laughs> the confidence Boats of just...
0: coming at you. I hope not you're in land. I <laughs> mean,
1: the confidence <laughs> of just, like, yeah, I'll stand in this really tall, thin building that right. I don't... That's never really been made before and I don't trust at all. Yep. Not um, a great idea. So... It had a
0: single lard oil lamp, which was uh, fueled by whale oil. And that's what it used for light uh, whenever the uh, Fresnel lens came in. OK, so the Fresnel lens is like a big deal. New way to do it. Way visible. Way cool.
1: We got to see it.
0: We did get to see it. And that's part of that because they still have the original. Yep. Um, during the American Civil War, which was in 1861 to 1865, Confederate sympathizers living in St. Augustine removed and hid the lens and clockwork mechanisms in order to block Union shipping rude in 1871 it was evident that the saint augustine lighthouse was doomed to fall into the ocean so congress appropriated a hundred thousand dollars um of period money which i did not google for current money so feel free to do that but it's a mess load um,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> um I thought, sorry sorry <laughs> when you said period money, I wasn't, I don't know how to describe what I was thinking. Like, I wasn't thinking like money of that period. I thought, like, well, here's our period money. Like, back then that meant something.
0: What? So weird.
1: <laughs> like, money from railroads or money from this, but it was money from period. I'm not even what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe There's it. There's no way to describe
0: it. It's nonsense. <laughs>
1: Um, So
0: the U S began construction on an entirely new 165 foot tower in 1871, which didn't finish until 1874. Um, a coastal lookout building was constructed in, um, the light station in late 1941 and early 1942 after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor in December 1941. So I just think this, like the world war II history of this lighthouse is probably the most interesting in its entire history. Um, just because of all the stuff that it saw. So, um, Mostly on the East Coast, life didn't change because of the war. Uh, Americans still fe- felt a huge sense of separation. Yeah. And um, but the sinking of the SS Gulf America off the coast of Jacksonville in April for- 1942 kind of changed that. So candle power in the lighthouse was reduced. Blackout curtains were required in every home in St. Augustine. Oh, wow. And cars drove without headlights um, because they knew the war was pretty close by. Right. By the way, I'm getting all this part of the information from the St. Augustine Lighthouse dot com um, and it's specifically its history tab um, just because I felt like that was probably the best place to get it. Um, but U-boat boat one, two, three, which was piloted by obviously the Germans, um, had its second patrol to the Americas and the mission was, their mission was to interrupt the British supply lines and demoralize like citizens in the U S in this U boats first journey. Uh, it, they sailed it into the Harbor of New York city and looked out on the American shoreline and then, uh, moved down the coast and eventually put, uh, mentioned the quote slender lighthouse in its logbook saying it was looking at St. Augustine, right? A German submarine.
1: Wow. Um, and I should know everything you're talking about, but I've forgotten all of it. I read all of these placards. Right.
0: But anyway, so the SS Gulf America um, was uh, exploded by the torpedoes on the U-boat and eyewitnesses rest the beach to watch um, the German U-boat surface and Fire on the vessel to finish it off again, and they all oh, could man. see this from the from the shore, right? Yeah. Um. Not long after June of 1942, German spies in an operation, Pastorius, um, chose Ponte Vedra and also New York um, as landing sites and a, sur- a submarine surfaced in view of the shore and four men disembarked, buried explosives and caught a bus to Jacksonville. At least one of them spoke perfect English. The FBI learned of this operation when one of the New York City uh team became nervous and reported the other uh the other group that was down in Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. So buried on Panavera uh Vedra Beach were blocks of TNT molded as soap for the laundry and a pen, like quote unquote pen that was that could be used to start fires and a detonation device device. So they were gonna
1: Ooh spy tech. Right.
0: Um the four spies from Ponte Vedra were executed within weeks of landing on the US soil. Um and then also, uh, so that's like kind of the end of the interesting history. Um, uh, but now it is a museum and you have like access to the entire property, including climbing up the tower. And there's also ghost tours at night. Um, we'll post
1: pictures of us on top of it. Yeah. Cause I have them on my Facebook. Right. And they have, um,
0: the museum owns the entire light station property. And it also includes the Fresno lens, which was given to the museum by the United States Coast Guard in 2002. All right. So now to get to the ghost parts. Um, most of this came from St. Augustine dot com. Um, and it's like a news article. But anyway, so the most popular ghost story that is told about the St. Augustine lighthouse is the tragedy that befell the children of um, Hezekiah H. Pitty, who was a superintendent of lighthouse construction uh, from 1871 to 1874, on July 10th, 1873, quote, during construction of the tower, the foreman's children were playing on a supply cart that ran on the tracks to where mo- modern salt run is now. When the cart hit the gate um, at the end of the tracks, uh, the children were trapped until a worker was able to lift the cart up. The two youngest children, Edward and Carrie Pitty, survived, but the two oldest children, Eliza and Marie, drowned. Oh, sad. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's a quote from a guy whose last name is Hladek. Hladek? Um, he was a tour guide at the time this news article was written.
1: Hey guys, don't let your kids play on supply carts.
0: Yeah, that's the, really the moral of the story. FYI. Um, 1873 parenting, (laughs) uh, was probably not ideal. It was a totally different ballgame. Yeah. So, um, something that is lesser known about that story though, and is rarely shared is there was also a 10 year old African American girl, um, that was with this group of children, but her name wasn't recorded in the primary uh, source and which was a newspaper paper article. Um, and through other sources, they knew that there that this 10 year old African-American girl was there, too. But she's never really remembered in history.
1: She also died.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I believe so. Anyway, and um but yeah, so this this tour guide, I just included this because I thought it was cool, says, quote, this girl deserves to be mentioned just as much as the others. And I'm glad I'm in a position where I get to do so as a tour guide.
1: Go him. Yeah. Good job. Um, dude's the last name I can't pronounce. Yeah, Hlodik. Um, yep. The yep. other
0: oft-told tale uh, reported in St. Augustine Examiner in 1859. Lighthouse keeper Joseph Andrew was uh, painting the tower when scaffolding fail, uh, failed and he fell 60 feet down to his death. Um Quote, he died in the line of duty, the period article said. Um, Now, the cool, another cool thing about uh, Joseph Andrew was that he, his wife actually took over becoming the first female lighthouse worker. Um, and or lighthouse keeper rather. And quote, people talk about seeing her at the top of the current lighthouse in a long white dress and flowing hair. They say it's her, but the, the woman in white, not only is a huge, like cultural ghost, but is one that's huge in the St. Augustine lighthouse. Like people all around the city say they see her. Hmm. Um, so even though he's not a ghost hunter, um, Hlodik, the, uh, Tour guide said that he's seen many strange things at lighthouse complex. He said that he saw a shadowy figure in the tower, a hand coming through the tower door and furniture moving around by itself. He said, quote, I've had a few arm hairs plucked off of me in the basement of the keeper's house. And recently he had his ankle grabbed. uh, And it was pretty amusing because he was in the middle of a tour. So it looked like he just tripped over air. Um, And famously, St. Augustine lighthouse was in one of the early seasons of ghost hunters uh, taps like taps is show the ghost ghost hunters. Um, but anyway, so one of the thing, um, a few of the things that they caught were actually really good. Like it's my favorite personal episode, um, which is why we went to the lighthouse. Um, but one of the things they caught was uh, a camera at the base of the lighthouse. You can YouTube this. Um, but there's a camera that they put at the base of the lighthouse looking up and you can see the spiraling staircase and you see this shadow kind of like peek over and look at the thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And then you see it, you can see like movement as it goes back, you see movement on the stairs as though rapidly ascending. And then you see another like lengthy peak over, um, faster than any human could do it. And, um, yeah, I mean, legitimately, it was one of the first things that from a ghost hunting, actually it was the first ghost hunting show, um, which is why it has a special place in my heart. Um, that like I looked at it and was like, oh, like this could be this could be real. So um, I really enjoyed that. They also caught a very clear EVP of someone yelling help, um, even though there were no females on the crew at the time. I, I believe it was a female voice. Um, and some other stuff. And they also did a revisit and they caught some stuff and uh, tons of paranormal investigators like literally come over f- from around the country for sure. I would say world, but not confident.
1: Um, Including BuzzFeed Unsolved, who just did it. Who
0: just did it. So check out that episode as well. Um, not, not to say they it caught anything, but it was incredibly entertaining. Um, like always. Yes, like always. And this this history should hopefully supplement, you know, what you see in the episode. Um, but so I want to talk a little bit about our visit there. So we did do a ghost tour, but we didn't get to do the one at night um, because it was sold out for our entire duration. Um, uh, but we did get to do it. and they talked about you know all the hauntings and the history and stuff like that. And uh, I personally didn't feel anything, but uh, it was really cool because as we were walking around, we we caught one of the last tours of the day. And so like everything was kind of closing up as we were leaving the museum. And, um, there was a security guard, like making sure that the buildings were, um, locked up behind us and stuff. And, um, whenever we introduce ourselves, you know, we just asked like, Hey, is there, you know, has anything ever happened to you? The security guard was just like. You know, like, I'm not saying this just because it might make your trip better. Um, but the security guard was like, I had no belief in the ghosts. That's actually why I took the job, because night guard, like most people, won't take the job because it's so scary. Um, and he said, like, yeah, I took the job um, and I have seen so many things I can no longer deny that ghosts Absolutely exist, right?
1: When he also said he doesn't know a single person that's ever worked there and hasn't had some kind of experience.
0: So we asked, you know, like, uh, what was one of the most recent or most most jarring? And uh, there was a building. um, It's actually in the episode as well. It's like the... uh, Not the Keeper's House. It's another one. It's like a big building. It's got like a staircase in the front. You'll recognize it when you see it. Um, But he said that he was closing that one down. And this was fairly recent to the time, which we took this trip, what? In 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, so he goes... Uh, he said that he was locking it up and um, while closing down the building a, a door unlocked several times that he knew he locked and then he turned around and in the hallway there was like a dark figure that scared the ever living hell out of him like he said the flash flashlight on it wouldn't go away wouldn't get brighter couldn't see anything and he literally thought he was going to die so
1: and that's when you quit your job sir
0: yeah and he said that, he said that he considered quitting and then uh, that was pretty much it so um glad we recorded that because I had to like dredge my memory for this and uh I felt like if we probably didn't record this I would have forgotten this. Um but yeah. So that's St. Augustine Lighthouse. Um again it's classic haunt don't you know we've talked about what we feel about ghosts. Uh I will tell you though I think when you like this is one of those ones that sensationalized um but it wasn't sensationalized until after taps came, but like taps came because like the, the haunted reputation of this lighthouse is like, w- it's one of the top places in America that that is like haunted. And the, um, the experiences are so just crystal clear. And, um, like honestly life-changing for some people that 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 does get to me i I mean i think there there has to be some weight to that um and it's just got so much history for from an american perspective but
1: from us personally i didn't feel anything or see anything or hear anything
0: i absolutely felt nothing saw anything other than the florida humidity which was oppressive oh man yeah Um, it's rough yeah no i mean i didn't i didn't feel anything but can't discount everyone else No. all right um this has been another episode of skeptical skeptics. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Follow us at Skep Skep pod on Facebook, Twitter, all and social Instagram. media platforms. Not all most not on Snapchat. Um, we shouldn't be, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what Snapchat is. Okay. Uh, and, uh, YouTube random series of numbers and letters. Cause we're not good enough, uh, to have anything. So that's fun. um, also skepticalskeptics.com, skepticalskeptics at gmail.com reach out to us with anything we are looking to start new. what that's not english we are starting to look into uh doing interviews so if you have anybody who has a special relationship with the paranormal for instance like a ghost hunter or a psychic we did have a listener reach out to us way in the early days back before we were confident enough to do interviews saying they had an aunt that was in the paranormal um So I want to hunt that down. But yeah, if you have anybody who's like really, really into this or does this for a living or, you know, anything like that, we'd love to talk to them. So please forward us their information and we can kind of make that happen. Uh, Interviewing is something that it's really hard to set up, honestly. That's why we've kind of avoided it. But I think it's something that you guys would enjoy. So let us know if you do. Let us know if you don't. Um, We'll go from there. So have a great week.
1: Bye. Okay, go for it. Silence, start. Silence, start. Boo.
0: Si- hey, hey. Silence, start. This <laughs> is so stupid. Ah, hey, hey. Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> Silent. Hey, <Start>. hey. Silence. Start. <laughs> Silence. 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 <laughs> Shh. <laughs> start. What? Why would you make a
1: noise? Is this my week. No, then you went, hmm. Silence. Silence, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I literally started talking so I could say that. Silence, start.
0: Gustavo, me do stop <laughs> <laughs> I'll never stop. I'll never stop. Never stopping. What a terrible <laughs> movie. <laughs> you know, it's <what's> great. <laughs> I put um <laughs> next week call outs <laughs> and it's just blank. <laughs> 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 so good. All right, ready?
1: No. <clears throat> yes, we've been sitting here for 10 minutes. Clearly I'm ready. Action! Yes. I'm um, burping. Not waiting for you to talk. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, podcast. Okay. Do your thing. Do it. Do your thing.
0: Do it. Do it.
1: Stop. Working. Not working. Stop texting.
0: I'm doing our podcast.
1: We're doing our podcast right now.
0: Do it. Do it. Just go. Do it.
1: No, I don't. This is not my thing. It's your thing.
0: Do it for once. I'm not doing it. I'm tired.
1: Mm-hmm. Can I yell whatever I want? Sure. All you see is the. Blah! Blower. No, that was action. Why did you talk?
0: Critiquing your blah. <laughs> Anyways. Meow. That's not loud enough.
1: Shut up. You're ruining it. Okay,
0: you don't have to be that loud. Just do it. Just
1: do it. Action. I remember what I was about now.
0: <laughs> think you're burping.
1: No, before that. Oh, yes, go ahead. Action. And I'm very grateful for that because I absolutely. freaking
0: larry man what a dweeb what are you doing we've been running for eight minutes we have
1: nothing please sit
0: every single time you know it's the hardest for us to get going and it's the hardest part to edit is the beginning ready
1: well like it's it's like larry has this it's the same as like whenever we're all like doing stuff larry's passed out in the bed and the second we all just settle down he's like i must pee and drink water right and it's the same as right now like you have not you've been researching for the last hour chill
0: and he's been asleep All we right. start the podcast can we start
1: i would love to action freaking dog! oh but he loves you so he was
0: so happy oh he's so cute i love that little boy it action ca- it came out in
1: 2010 hey that's the year we met it came out
0: in 2010
1: i didn't say action yet yeah? action came out
0: in 2010
1: we had our mini soap episodes we were doing before that where we would, where we would like Blah 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 blah. I cannot talk. It was done so well before. And now it's screwed up. Action. So how we were doing our mini episodes before? No. Off what? I don't even know where it was to start.
0: Breathing too much, and you're way too loud because you're like frustrated.
1: <gasps> Relax. I'm relaxed. Action. So you know how this last spinning month, woman? My lips needed to be moistened. Are you ready?
0: <laughs> yeah. Stop laughing.
1: This is an embarrassment.
0: Bush league, man.
1: <laughs> ready? Yeah, hold on.
0: I'm ready. Action. That is all the news for this week. Oh, except for what's in the news.
1: And what is that? Cut.
0: No idea. <laughs> totally space on it.
1: Where? If you're gonna sit with me, you have to let me touch your toes, Lar. Part of the deal. You get so mad at me.